opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, I want to welcome you. Welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I want to thank you all, everybody out there, for tuning us in and turning us on. And, man, I'll tell you, we have got some super things planned for you. Um, I want to just uh, thank all of you out there for being so patient with us. Um, we are in the middle of moving ourselves to a brand-new dedicated server. Uh, and uh what that means is that um all of the de- all of the archives that you guys like to pull down and stream uh we have gotten more bandwidth for you i should be talking to don about this to figure out how we can do that um it is really an accomplishment for all of us here to know that we are doing the things that you all want us to do. And I want to just say this to you. We are going to be starting an open feedback um, platform for all of the listeners to send us comments, to tune in, to chat, and to tell us what it is you want to hear more of and uh, help us guide the direction of the show, as you have been doing for the past 10 years. Yes. You know, Almost 10 years this, well, it will be 10 years this September. I picked up a phone. I had scratched down an 800 number on a piece of paper. And then I proceeded to call it. Now, I was actually calling in looking for a a gentleman by the name of Tracy, who to this day I have never found. What I did was I dialed in to an Internet talk radio show. And within 10 minutes... I have pulled out my credit card and bought my first hour of radio. Now, some people would say, and I'm going to ask my guest today uh, what they think was operating there. But some people would say, you know what, girl, you're just lucky. Other people would say that I was fulfilling a destiny. Whatever it is, however we want to interpret it, I will tell you that it is such an honor to be in service of all of you guys out there. Absolutely beyond anything that I have could have ever planned for my life. Um, we have been proud to be one to do internet radio at the time. And we are so thrilled that we have had the honor to bring so many women back to talk radio and to be able to do shows like tonight's show. And it is our commitment and promise as we do every year to make sure that we're going to continue to bring you exactly the kind of programming that you're looking for. And as I said before, we've got some very cool things. So it is with deep gratitude each and every day that I wake up 
for my life and for what all of you provide, the energy, the vibration, and being the best listeners on the planet. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. The other thing that is talk to people that are so absolutely cool, absolutely awesome. I never thought in a million years that I'd be sitting here having a conversation I'm getting ready to have tonight. You know, I got a little book in my hand. It's a little book with a big message. And I call it a little book because, you know, this is about our my 7,000th show. I have read just about every book that has ever been put in front of me. There have been books that are of a large volume, um, and some books that are handheld, but almost every book that I've had to read and gotten the opportunity to read has been very, very powerful. Tonight, this is by far one of the most amazing conversations I'm getting ready to have. You know, live your divinity. Inspiration for a new consciousness. Now, if you'd have talked to me about this, I'm even going to say like six years ago, I'm not sure I would have been, I'm not sure I would have been in the flow of that. But today, there is a cellular message that's coming to all of us about consciousness. And I get to talk to Jeff and Linda, who are joining me here today. Uh, Jeff and Linda Hoppy, who are joining me here today authors of this book, but more importantly, well-known channelers. You know, uh, they are folks that share a spiritual uh, and you're going to find out a bit about St. Germain in a minute. What what does it mean to be connected to an ascended master, a teacher? You know, what is a Crimson Council? And what does it mean to be in and live your divinity? How does it show up in life? And, you know, the thing that I've always been faced with is how do you know when you're not there? So today we get to have one of the coolest conversations, a book that is so filled with incredible and powerful messages, everything from self-healing to the meld zone. We're going to chat about it. We're going to open up the phone lines for all of you. But what does it mean for each of us to become a master? Jeff and Linda, welcome to the show. It's, it's great to have you here. Good. Thank you, Dr. Pat, and I love the introduction. Thank you so much. Wow, you're really wonderful. Well, thank you. Oh, I called you Jeff. Is that okay? Did I? Yeah, get yeah. That Jeff right? is Jeff is great. And, uh, okay. and by the way, I just have to tell you, I, I just love your energy sitting here listening to you as you're opening the show. Just great energy. Thank you, Doctor uh, Pat. I want to say well, something up front that that I found it couldn't ignore it when you were talking. I heard how you were talking about how the synchronicity of your show occurred. It was obviously there for you to. You know, for you as it as it should be, and the way you you talked about your guests and the show and what it means to you and the service, and it made me really smile because I'm sure you've heard this, but Adamus's biggest Adamus Saint Germain's biggest statement is always only the master can be in service. Mm. Everyone else is but a servant. So it was interesting and fun to hear you talk so much about service, knowing that that's that's Adamus's really strong statement. You know, it's really, it's interesting. And one of the things I talked to you about, you know, I'm from New York. So most of the people that I'm sure that you, you will talk with, uh, and will, will, will refer to, to this as Adama Saint Germain. And, you know, I love to hear you say it differently because what it, here's what it reminds me of, Linda. And thank you for saying that. I show up and I talked about this today on the daytime show. 
I love how I show up to this calling because I am, I am never going to claim that I come from a place of knowing. I didn't go sit on a mountain. I really didn't. You know, it's so fascinating for me because I pinch myself every day when I think about this. And I get like a little kid knowing that I get to talk to, to people like you both. And there's a part of this that I sense right now. And I've had a many people have heard my story. I've had a tough life. I was homeless at 17. I don't see it as tough, but people that look and have read about me, they do. What I want to ask you, coming out of the gate, both of you, in this this notion for each of us to live our divinity, live your divinity, for so long, I think we have always, you know, relinquished what seems to be a divine birthright to do so. And I wanted to ask you, take for us in this modern culture and the culture that is going to be born even after I've moved on what is it going to take for us to really get what that means Linda do you want to go first well I think it is happening and we are in that awakening and we see signs of it all around us and that's really what it comes down to this awakening and this new energy is what is allowing people to really allow this worthiness to allow our our divine part of life to to be present to really be here that we are worthy where you know so often you know if we were brought up in those old traditions you know that you were never worthy you know you weren't even you were just barely a piece of god that he just barely allowed you to live and obvious this 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 idea of bringing the divinity into your life and being the the piece of god that you are being divine, you can feel that everything that's going on, the changes in, in consciousness are all re- seem to me to all be related to that. And I think the most incredible thing for, for me, and Jeff has just really great at speaking about this, but I notice it the most in young people. When a young person, when you can, you talk to them, they already have a sense of that within them that we, that I don't believe I was born with. That, that I might have had that sense, but I didn't feel free to express it or to even, you know, it had to be suppressed somehow. But the young people, they already feel it and allow it. They really do. I mean, I so thank Jeff, you know, is that your sense of it too? I mean, do, 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 I mean, is this really, how, how, are we seeing generations after generations that are standing on the shoulders of all that come before, or is there a new energy that's kind of bringing them forward, regardless of what has come before? Well, you know, totally a new energy coming in right now, and I think so many of the people, uh, your listeners, are, are going through an awakening. And the awakening means that we're really – uh, integrating the human with the divine and for so long it's been separated and uh, the religions have separated it uh, cultures and governments have separated right. it and now we're getting this call to say no live it and don't wait till you die and go off to the other realms don't wait till the next lifetime you can actually live it now uh, it's the integration of human divine masculine feminine light and dark all together and it it actually it makes life really worth living. And, you know, one thing we find in uh, the awakening process with people, uh, they go through tremendous changes in their body and everything from body aches and pains to um, sleep 
problems and, and things like that. Uh, they go through uh, all these tremendous changes, and sometimes it can it can actually be uh, there can be times of sadness or or um, a lot of tears because they're going through this tremendous change, and they're finally getting off of lifetimes and lifetimes of karmic patterns. Uh, and, and by the way, karma you can just dismiss any time. You don't have to you don't have to atone. You just dismiss your karma. Uh, and we're also getting away from our uh, biological uh, DNA, our ancestral um, biology. And if you take a look at your our bodies, you know it's basically uh, we inherited from our um, our parents and, and their parents and so on. We're finally coming to the point where we're able to literally bring our own light body into the into our biology. It's it's had it's an amazing time of all this integration, and we're doing it right here on Earth, right here as living, walking, breathing beings. It's it's truly amazing. You know, I, I was reading uh, the book, and I was struck by a couple of parts in the book. I'm I'm one of these people that when I read books. First of all, I, I'm just thrilled I can actually even read. I stuttered <laughs> as a child. Uh, but, but the other thing is, you know, I'm one of these people that I get a book and I find a note and I'm not afraid to write in the book, right? Right, right. Right. Fascinating, fascinating. I'm reading this book and I'm highlighting the book, certain things I wanted to ask you about. So I used a yellow highlighter. And what I fit now, you're going to have to explain this to our listeners. So what I found is, you know, as I was highlighting and I went back because there was a couple of things I wanted to look at, I had highlighted in yellow. It turned to purple. And Oh, and, well, that's the uh, St. Germain's color. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, this is what I wanted to ask you because I'm going to tell you, I really actually went through and looked for a purple highlighter in my in my bag of pens. I don't own one. That's hysterical. It's hysterical. Now, I, okay, so let's talk about this for a minute because I want to talk about channeling. I want to talk about what it means to get messages. And, and also part of this is, is looking at what St. Germain says in the book. I mean, if you read this, you know, there is a discussion about the new energy. You know, there, there is a discussion about, you know, us, you know, having to move beyond, let go of some old ideas, old ways. And yet, at the same time, for so many folks, it's almost impossible to hold on to some of these things. And I think what I'm trying to say is, I think, Jeff, what you just said earlier, it is, it shows up in our body. We go through a chemicalization of sorts. I went through it. You know, when I said yes to radio, um, six months after I said yes to radio, I came down with a mystery disease. Because here I am on a path. That, first of all, nobody really understood why I was doing this and why I would buy airtime when I could have a lucrative consulting job, you know, after coming off of an award-winning dissertation. Why wasn't I going back into the business world? But I don't think I'm alone in this. I think there are there are millions of people right now going through this. Would you mind taking a minute and talking about this being a message or a channel or something, how do we explain this to folks, especially with so many people feeling so much pain in their bodies these days? Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting, and I'm, I'm going to touch on a couple of points and, uh, and just stop mm-hmm. me if I get off track here. But um, first of all, with the, the angelic beings, they're all around us. 
Uh, we're just not tuned into to those frequencies, but we easily can be. But there's there's beings like uh, Adama Saint Germain, uh, or as Linda pronounces it, Adama Saint Germain. It's a French uh, pronunciation, and they're around. They're 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 there, willing to help us, ready to help us. But we're we're just kind of most of the time oblivious to it. Uh, and by the way, neither Linda and I came from a spiritual background. We've never mm-hmm. been in an ashram. I was a terrible meditator. And uh, we were born and raised lukewarm Catholics, and we were in the business world up until um, 1999 when I started working with uh, an entity by the name of Tobias. So uh, to make it to get to the point of this is that this um, this awakening is happening, and I think it I think it's been coming for many many lifetimes for people, and something in this lifetime clicks, and they start going through the awakening. It, it affects the body, and there are going to be times when you're just not feeling good because literally the DNA and uh, the aniatron, which is the body's light network, are all reworking you to, a, to be able to carry and use more energy than you ever have before, and also to uh, this allows you to become multidimensional, so you're not just focused on this reality. You you can operate in multiple dimensions at the same time. So you're going to get your body's going to go through its stuff, and and we see change is uncomfortable. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we see it all the time. And the second thing, and the more difficult one, is because of the tremendous changes. It's also getting you out of a a mental consciousness. Now your your mind will still work, but you're going into more of a divine consciousness that doesn't use mental programming and patterning. It's much more intuition uh, slash heart slash knowingness based. But there is a period of going through this transition where you you may think you're going out of your mind. Uh, it's very <laughs> common. Go ahead. Uh, very common. I, I'm for, laughing. Not only do I think I'm going out of my mind or ha- have thought I was going out of my mind, but honestly, everybody around me thought I was losing my <laughs> mind. So. You know, and, well, Linda and I, again, coming from large Catholic <laughs> families in the Midwest, and, and we were both in the business world. And we were doing marketing consulting, and uh, we also started an aviation company. And, uh, you know, we were, we were, we were regular old yuppies and, uh, until this thing happened. But, uh, so one of the things that, that happens is you literally are going beyond just the, uh, mental consciousness. Unfortunately, what happens is there are some periods that you go through of sadness. Sadness is really related to because you're leaving a past that you've been with a long, long time, many, many lifetimes of, Operating in that consciousness. Mourning a loss. And, and there's a loss. And then what happens is people start, you know, they don't understand what's happening. Uh, they start talking to some people or uh, they go to a psychologist or worse yet a psychiatrist and they say, well, you just have depression. Yeah. Well, it's not depression. And one of the worst things that happens if somebody goes on the, uh, the psychotropic drugs or the mind drugs, um, and that's, a, that's, a, we could do shows on that, but, these processes are natural, and ultimately, when it comes down to live your divinity, it's to understand that enlightenment or ascension or whatever you want to call it is a natural process. Ultimately, you can't study your way to it. Uh, you can't pray your way to it. Ultimately, the enlightenment is about allowing and trusting yourself, and, and it's going to happen. It, it will happen, and it's just about receiving it. Um, in a sense, you could say, Pat, that it's 
your enlightenment has already happened because the the soul you have chosen it at some level it's already happened and you're just now going through the experience of what it was like to become enlightened but but you already got there so now how do you want to have that experience mm. Mm. you know I love this. I went on to read the book, and I want to talk about this a minute, because I'll tell you how I would like to experience this uh, to happen. The way it's described in the book, you know, the conversation about abundance is everywhere. And, and if I misquote this, please correct me. But I remember I remember some of the parts that I read very distinctly. You know, the idea of abundance is everywhere. It's in the air. It's all around us. You know, uh, and the notion of imagining that you're in a clear bubble. Right. And the bubble, I think it goes on to, I, 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 I think, uh, Saint Germain goes on to say, and, and, you know, imagine that everything you need for our existence, uh, and, and I think the language is grand abundance. I love that. Yeah. It's right here. And it's so funny because I just came off of watching the movie, The Great and Powerful Oz. Oh, and oh. did you see that with Glinda in the bubble? No, we haven't seen it yet, but it's one of the ones I really want to see. Exactly. And so, you know, imagine me coming off of that, having the image of Glinda in the bubble and then and then also reading this. You know, I think this is the experience that all of us want to have, not just yeah. me. I really do believe that on initiation into this earth skin, that when we take that first breath, that first that first breath appears in our consciousness as miraculous and abundant and even opulent in a sense, if you put it in perspective. And so, you know, as I sit here and talk with you today, what I'm struck by in my own life is getting back to remembering that, yeah. that, you know, opulence is not for the people that create Facebook or, you know, what did they come up with? The top 10 young billionaires. Don't you believe that this is all, it's for our own birthright. Each of us has that birthright. We're all called to shine. And that's what I got from reading the book. Now, I'm not sure if I'm completely on track with that or not. That's pretty on track. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the other things that St. Germain says about abundance uh, is that it really, you know, forget about all the abundance classes, is, you know, that, that abundance is directly tied into your desire to live to be here in this physical body on this planet. I mean, to really live, not just survive and not just delay death, but to live uh, full out. And once you have that consciousness, well, the energy's coming to support it. And they, they bring in money and should never be ashamed of money. Uh, they bring in people. They bring in health. Uh, abundance isn't just dollars or, or pesos or whatever. Abundance is living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is living. And, and, and but it, it, I love what you just said. And, and Linda, I want to talk to you about this for a minute, because some folks have said that it is um, easy. Well, some folks, right? There are those folks out there that are saying that it's easier for men to understand and appreciate and actually receive abundance, you know, and for women, not so much. You know, we're like about the giving. But I want to talk about this for a minute, because. It is about receiving all the joy and experiencing that in the world. That doesn't exclude material objects. And I think there's been some confusion around this. And, and you know, I want to talk about that, especially from the book, 
uh, that you both have, you know, have put together here, Live Your Divinity. You know, I, I love the topic of, of abundance, and I heard you say something that I could relate to very closely. Uh-huh. You know, I grew up in a large family, and, you know, if you, if you put things in scale, you you know, you could say, well, you know, there were 10 kids, you were the huh. oldest, you had to pay for your own way through school, you had to save all the money. And, you know, it's really funny because when I look on my life, whether at, at points where some people would look at my life and say I didn't, maybe didn't have that much, this is the richest time. My life has been incredibly rich in every single way. I've always had I, I, the money I've, I've, I've wanted to live the life I've wanted has always been there. I've always had more than enough. I've always had an abundance of friends. I've had an abundance of learning. I, I'm always kind of shocked that, that when you hear people say, I have nothing, well, how will they ever have anything if they're always talking about having nothing? It's so stupid, it almost hurts to me. It I mean, does hurt. And yeah, our, and yeah, 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 exactly. When we talk about ourselves like that, I mean, we know it hurts. You know, I grew up stuttering. You know, I stuttered as a kid. And mm-hmm. you'd never know it today. But every once in a while, you'll hear me on air, and I'll double-check words. But, you know, you grow up with everybody talking about you as being slow. Then you start to believe, oh, maybe I am slow. And and we create limitations in a world that is so, in a universe that is so immense that there's like this little disconnect, isn't there? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, we, yeah, I hear that so many times when people don't have anything, they're not doing anything. They're not, mm-hmm. they're not seeing the richness in, in life around them. And it, it, I mean, you can interpret that so many ways, but it, that always shocks me, actually. Dr. Pat, one of the other things, too, about, uh, um, living abundantly and living your divinity is, uh, St. Germain talks about the fact that get over this concept that there is, uh, fate or destiny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because suddenly you're on a very linear path into your future. Uh, the future is filled with amazing potential right. that you've put there, or your your soul self has put there. But if if you're just waiting for the hand or fate of destiny to happen, you stay on a very limited linear path. So it's like saying, "Hang on a second here. Let's let go of the whole karma concept." Uh, because at a soul level, there really isn't, and I know people will want to debate me about that, but then hang on to your karma, because I was happy to let go of mine. There, that's the old, if you believe it, then it's true. Yeah, and, and and ultimately, there really is not fate or destiny, other than um, oftentimes we're locked into the future because of how we perceive our past. In other words, like a train going down the, the train tracks, you know, uh, you know, it's it's straight up ahead. You know, you come from behind; it's going straight up ahead, and so you're on a limited path. But once you say, "Hang on a second, let's just let's just wipe out all that. I'm not bound by fate or destiny or or uh, God's will, because God's will is only to have us uh, enjoy and expand and experience." Yeah, and uh, so suddenly it changes all the dynamics about how you've been attracting energy into your life. Suddenly you're very, very free, but the big question that Adamus asks and irritates people when he asks, he says, but are you ready to be free? Mm. Huge question, huge question. He'll also say it about uh, countries or or the planet as a whole. 
Uh, we just came back from uh, three weeks in Egypt, and you know it's it's a amazing country. But uh, I had to look around and say, are they really ready to be free? It's also a good question to ask ourselves. You know, are you ready to be free of a lot of these things that have really held us back? Well, you can say you want it, but can you live it? Exactly. Yeah, and and I think that's really for and this is really what I want to talk about next because I think that for folks listening to the show and before we we continue, I would love for you to take a moment if you would and let folks know first of all how they can get a copy of the book, how they can find out more about Saint Germain and how they can find out more about you. What is the best place for people to go? Well, yeah, thank you for asking. The best place sure. is our website. Uh it is www crimson circle crimson like the color circle like the circle dot com and uh you'll find uh we've got i think it's 12 years worth of uh channelings from tobias and adama saint germain free 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 of charge Uh, you can watch it in video or or just uh, listen to it or read it thousands of pages oh my gosh and just a lot a lot of material on the website because early on when we started this work tobias said he, he said, you, you need to offer the basic materials free of charge, and uh, it's now, actually, we have translations, uh, international websites in 23 different languages, so you can find it in just about any language you want. Um, so they can go there, uh, crimsoncircle.com. Uh, the book is published by Wiser Press, so you can find it at Amazon, or, yeah, Amazon, either a digital or uh, a hard copy. I, I think that, thank you so much. Let's talk a little bit about the Crimson Circle. You know, and for a lot of folks, you know, I, I think it's great that we're sending people to the website because, you know, I've spent a ton of time there and there's a lot on there that, that folks, everybody listening to the show, please, you will immerse yourself. But Crimson Circle, it, and this is really fascinating. I'm getting ready to launch, um, a passion of mine, you know, which I'm finally coming out to claim. You know, it's interesting I share this story and people say, what the heck took you so long? So what's important to me is now come stepping out and having a voice around spirituality. It's something that I've not really done for myself. Wow. And so I know it is a big wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's a it's You guys know I'm like, uh, I'm preaching to the choir here. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, you know, it's called to shine. That's my, that's what I'm bringing forth and also the God map. And, you know, for me to be able to look at this, I was really struck by, uh, you know, your website in Crimson Circle because called to shine, if folks go to the website called to shine.com, it's red and it's yellow and red is not a color I've ever used before. But this idea of crimson is, is been, it's historic. It's biblical, actually. And I want to take a minute, if you don't mind, to talk about this for a minute and what the crimson circle is. Oh, you bet. And, and it's kind of funny because, uh, when we got into this and it was all quite by accident, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the short version is I was on an airplane flight one night coming back from a business trip and, uh, non-spiritual, non-metaphysical, and suddenly this uh, entity appeared. I heard him very, very loud outside of me, and he said, my name is Tobias, I'm here to work with you. Of course, I thought I was going crazy, but uh, that's another story. But he, um, uh, as I got to working with Tobias, he took me through about a year of spiritual training, 
I, I hadn't told anybody, including Linda, about my uh, association with this uh, entity that was coming through. Uh, but he he told me early on that um, in the angelic realms, the color, the crimson color, if you see an angelic being with this color band uh, around them, it basically means they're uh, a teacher in the mm. other realms. But a teacher in the other realms is a little bit different than what we have here uh-huh. because they're generally the angelic beings who go into new dimensions or experience or creation. Uh, they're kind of the first ones in. They go through that experience and then they uh, come and, and uh, teach it, not not in classroom situations, but Support. just their radiance or just their, their light literally helps others to understand. So he said crimson is the color of uh, for teachers in the other realms. And he said he comes from an order called the Crimson Council. The Crimson Council is made up of um, teachers from various angelic families all around creation. And when I started working with them, and we started doing public channels uh, back in 1999, he said then the group here on Earth would be called the Crimson Circle. And uh, so it's kind of like the the human branch of the Crimson Council. I it's love funny that. because my favorite my favorite color has always been blue. Um, I, I don't think I even own any red clothing. And right, was, right, right, was, right, right. It was not right. my favorite color. That's how I knew my husband was channeling because red's my color, and it's like, oh my uh, God! Uh, if, it, if Jeff wasn't channeling, it for sure would not have been red. <laughs> uh, it's fascinating too because mm-hmm. you know I too uh, didn't quite understand. Um, you know, the color choice, if you go to the website called to shine, you know, all I did was tell my website designer, you know, I want to keep the wave pattern. I don't know why that's become important to us on all of our websites, but what can you do with red, orange, and gold? And in one shot, she came back with the site and, and I grew up in, in a place where, no, you don't want to use red, right? Have you ever heard that? Don't use yeah, red. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. We've don't people, use they red. don't wear red. It's a terrible color. Don't wear color. red. And, you know, oh, my God, in the corporate world, you know. The two yeah, colors yeah. you don't wear. What are they? Pink and red. Right. Um, so, you know, part of this is asking you about that because I think that, you know, what I want to talk with you about and talk with you further about is to talk with folks about channeling. Um, and what it is, and also to have a con- conversation for the folks that haven't read the book yet uh, about this idea of of the soul. And I love what you said about letting go of karma, about letting go of things. You know, one of the things that I had to let go of, and I wanted you to, I would love both of you to comment on this, is I had an aha moment. I don't know if I was channeling someone, but two things came to the came to the forefront one was the book that I was to write and that I was absolutely to use the word God in it and the second thing that came to light was my message was that I was to take out was that there are no mistakes in life there really aren't any life lessons in the way that we talk about them right I mean you've heard people say oh my god you know, I had to learn that lesson. Oh, I lost my job. I lost my house. I lost my family, my relationship. Oh, I had to learn that lesson. See, I don't, I don't believe that today for myself. I, that the messages that were trying to get to me didn't get to me. 
And so I had to get the, you know, the, I had to pay attention to what was being given to me and I wasn't going to get let off the hook until I did. Now right. I want to talk about that in terms of the way you talk about the soul and also the way in the book, you know, Saint Germain is talking about our life's path. Jeff, do you want to go first? Yeah, uh, a number of things on those, um, mm-hmm. those aha moments like what you got. Um, <laughs> I feel that what happens is we are truly multidimensional, but we just don't, we're not conscious of it. We're so condensed in this reality. But yet, on the other hand, we're constantly doing things in the other realms, but have uh, sometimes have a difficult time pulling them into this realm. In other words, you could already have written five or six or actually more like about eight books in the other realms. Uh, in, you know, what you call kind of your dream state, but it's, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And because you've got these brilliant ideas and a, and a very pure understanding of the relationship with spirit and human. But oftentimes we don't allow that portal to bring those ideas into this reality, either because we're afraid to, uh, it's too dense, we're, we've got too many other things we're working through. So they're all lingering around up there, just ready to come in. And you got an aha moment that's like, ah, you know, great idea. But in a sense, you've already done the book on the other realm. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to bring it in. But that's that's a whole separate problem. People really have uh, some struggles with bringing that stuff in. Um, as far as the lessons, I, I absolutely agree with you that life is not a lesson, and it's not about what spirit's trying to tell you. Spirit has no agenda in it. Uh, it's all about experience. And if you can look at life from the standpoint of you're done learning, uh, unless you want to keep learning, but you're really done learning. Now it's time to experience, and, and that's far grander than learning anyway. You know, now it's time to put all, everything that you've accumulated over these lifetimes, uh, put it into an experience on earth and have fun and joy and be abundant. And as you do, it provides such a, a example to other people. Once you cut loose of all the barriers and all the other the belief systems and all the, what uh, Adamus calls machio, uh, our spiritual BS, our spiritual distractions, once you cut free of all that, you you truly live an amazingly beautiful synchronistic life. Everything, uh, the synchronicities that you, you talked about with uh, all of a sudden uh, some, you know, in 10 minutes, you know, after talking to somebody, you're doing a radio show. It's right. synchron- synchronicity. But, you know, the synchronicities are all around you, all around all the listeners right now, but we get so myoptic and overly focused we don't see them and then we're waiting for them to come in and going well when when is it going to come in well you open yourself to it it's right there um so anyway that's my my impression dear linda (laughs) you did a pretty good job there i I, i'd like to just add briefly to what you said even about the idea of experience that you know it's funny that oftentimes on earth it's treated like this as some kind of a punishment and that you're supposed to, you know, move on. And the truth is the angels are lined up waiting to come to earth to experience that this is the only way that you can really truly express is on this planet like this. There's no place else in the universe in all that is to experience like you can here. So this idea that we want to make it into mistakes and that this is wrong and and that there there aren't other ways to look at it, it is just 
so old and really yeah. we could just step back and say, and really allow that this is our experience and embrace that things would be a lot smoother for everybody I, I this idea of experience when you when you want when you look at it that way instead of that it's you know it's a lesson you had to learn it, it that's that's a huge step or it's a huge. punishment exactly or a punishment a huge step and yeah. that's why I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I've read this book. I've also read some of the other information, Tobias, uh, Katumi, what, what, and, and, you know, from your websites. And what I was really struck by it, and I always like to live in the question, because I get asked questions. And it, this was the disconnect, and it still is for me. If we are born to shine, and, you know, my phrase is called to shine, and if we are to experience the abundance and the opulence in the world, then why would we want to live in the punishment or the lessons or the hardship of our life? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it's absolutely. like, right, right. You know, well, and that, that's a tough one, Pat, because, yeah, it's uh, tough. you know, and, and not to, boy, again, we could do five shows about this. Yeah. <laughs> in the Atlantean era, according to Tobias and Adamus, there, there was a lot of programming and, uh, conformity of the the body and the mind because back then in the early atlantean days it was all over the place you know large body small you know some animal like some not and differences even in the mind so uh, back in the atlantean times there was a lot of work done in a in actually a positive manner to conform the body and the mind but ultimately that made the mind very susceptible to uh programming hypnosis suggestions and it also made the body, the physical body, susceptible to diseases. And we've carried that with us, and we have all these overlays or belief right. systems and patterns that say, you know, you're not worthy, you have to work hard. And here's another one that really gets me, and, and I hope it opens the eyes of a few listeners. Okay. We're told, and we believe without questioning, that uh, if you're a worthy human, you're always... um taking care of everybody else first you know mm -hmm. your the role is to uh you know uh take care of your neighbors take care of your family take care of everybody. but where where does it say take care of yourself first because you are then the best example mm -hmm. and we're we're made to feel guilty about loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves but actually if if people started doing that and truly loving themselves that would have more impact on this planet than all of the social work and all the volunteer and service work. And I know some people aren't going to agree with that, but um, the, the concept of loving yourself. And, and so you ask the question, why, why do we put up or why do we have the suffering? Because we've been programmed and conditioned into it. And Adama says that the, the mind has been so hypnotized. And then we try to work our way out of the mind from the mind, and it doesn't work. Mm. You know, and this is really important. I think you were talking about the Atlantean dream, or at least what was in the book, where that conversation is about love. You know, it's to be in our lifetime, to see a world where love no longer is withheld, I think it says, or where it can't be manipulated. And, you know, I think it goes on to talk about that in a beautiful, beautiful way. But what's underneath that, from what I hear you say, is, it's like it's like one of my mentors said to me once before, and he looked me in the eye. I didn't get it at the time. He said, you know what? You are not going to be able to take anybody to a place you haven't gone yourself. Yeah. 
And, you know, I remember him saying this to me, and I'm thinking, what is that, Los Angeles that I haven't gone to? I, I mean, seriously, I was like, what do you mean? Okay, where, what, what are you talking about? But later on, I got it. And so what I think I hear you saying is, even though it may not be written in a concrete sentence, that we have to understand that unconditional love starts with us. Yeah, and that expression in the book, you know, what you talk about in the Atlantean dream, you know, it has to begin with us. Because then how else would we be able to really show up as that? See, we think love is something we have to do when I think it's something we have to be. Yeah. And the yeah, energy right. of that takes on a life of its own. I don't know. What do you, what, what, uh, what has been your experience? Can I answer that? You know, that's interesting. Yes, that's, that's so absolutely true in core to Crimson Circle that, you know, Tobias was here till 2009 and that was his core message was that it all starts with loving yourself first. How can you really be available and, and, and really be there for anyone else if you can't be there for yourself first? It starts with you. You don't complete yourself with other people. You have to be complete to really be all that you are. And it all starts with love of self. Mm. And, and the entities will say that the most difficult thing that a human will ever do is to love themselves. And mm -hmm. isn't that strange? And, you know, and I can see where they're right. You know, it's easier to love somebody else. It's easier to, you know, go out and get a job and raise a family, but to love yourself. Mm. Uh, but yet, Yet it's such a beautiful, simple concept, and, and actually, it's hard to do, but it's really not hard to do. You know, I, I, I think that what we're talking about here is so important. You know, I, I want to kind of jump, boy, you're right, we should have scheduled a couple of hours for this conversation, <laughs> and I hope you will come back. We'd love to. You're I hope awesome. you will come back. Um, I want to jump to a, a, a part in the book that I remember, and I, I took a note on it, and I think you, it's called in here Creating Reality. And one of the things that you do talk about is, or you, you, you probe the question, why can't any of us manifest what we want, right? Right. Okay, so it brings up a lot of things for people when we talk about this these days. The law of attraction, why didn't it work? Why can't we manifest? And I'm always struck by one of the first books that I read that gave me any idea that we actually had a choice in this. And that was the book by Viktor Frankl. And I wanted to ask you this, you know, in this, in this section, you talk about the conscious being and what we attract in the energy. And I, I would so love for you to talk about this for a moment because many, many people say, Oh my gosh. I can't even get through my day. Yeah. Everybody I'm around is so negative. Can you talk about this for a minute from an individual and then from a more global perspective? Absolutely. And and part of the part of the issue is uh most people are really tired, they're drained, they go to their jobs and they're trying to just they're trying to get through. So they have very very little energy or passion. And it's ultimately that passion, a uh, deep, heartfelt passion that creates a reality. The other thing that we've seen in our uh, years in the, doing the spiritual work, so many people will try to create their reality uh, mentally. In other words, they've been they've taken some mind control courses, and they like all you have to do is imagine the red convertible in your in your um, driveway, or you know, imagine a million dollars, and it doesn't happen, and then they think that they're putzes and then they're not effective creators. 
part of the problem is that the the true creation isn't about the red car or a million dollars in your bank account or even being able to pay your bills today the the true um passion is non-mental uh it comes from the heart it's and it is isn't defined in terms of how much money or uh how big your house is those things are so incidental they just happen you, you don't even have to think about them the it the money the people the you know, the goods that you need the ability to fly first class rather than coach it just happens you never even have to think about it it's really the passion that you have in your heart now that's a tough one because as we go around the world and do workshops that's the one of the biggest problems people have and say i don't know what my passion is and and then then they try to define it mentally well my passion is Mm. you know going out and um you know uh, picking flowers or gardening it's like uh, no that's that's kind of um the ability to express it but what is that passion in your heart in your soul your passion changes all what what people define as their passion changes particularly with awakening because a lot of people create their passion based on something that they are driven to do and that is what they call their passion but when when the energy changes and the consciousness opens those things that were driven oftentimes by you know to fight against something to prove something that goes away with awakening. So then there's this lo- there is this loss of passion. So how do they find it? And we see that all, all the time. The time. Yes. All the time. And, and what we do is work with people and going beyond what the yeah. old passions right. were, which were yeah. actually just uh, kind of, in, in a way, kind of distractions. I mean, wonderful distractions. But we get into, with right. them, of really feeling deep into their passion. And oddly enough, a lot of people are very timid or even afraid of, letting themselves feel into a deep passion. Right. Uh, I was, I was afraid. I mean, you know, I, I'm a perfect example and it's hard, you know, it's, it's even though I've had this experience, right. It's hard to still talk to people about it. You know, I mentioned it and I think I mentioned it before the show, the minute that I got behind a microphone, something happened and you know, we talk about it as it felt like coming home. Yeah. Every day now, 10 years later, in this interview, this conversation, the same feeling is there. Mm. Time stops. You know, I, I'm, I'm not texting. I'm not, you know, I'm, and, and this is something that's hard to describe to people. But what I say is, you know what? You're going to know it when you get there. Mm-hmm. But it's not a place. You know, it's not a destination. And what I've come to realize is that this isn't really even about radio. Right, Mm -hmm. right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I have to put it in that box. Well, and what what I see or feel in you is your passion is being Mm -hmm. radiant. And, you know, radiant Mm -hmm. then manifests in things like doing a radio show or writing Mm -hmm. books or working with people. But the passion is just the radiance of your spirit in this in this beautiful you know, human reality. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, now I know how to talk about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, I was so. This has been such a great time together. I didn't even. I have to tell you, I usually take breaks, but I I did not want to do that. Oh, thank um, you. 
you know, I wanted the listeners to to have a conversation and and also to get to know you and um, you both. And but you know, I, what I want to do is I, I want to take another minute um, to please tell people how they can get a copy of the book and tell them a little bit about um, how to find out more about you. And then I have one last question for each of you. I, I want to know what your personal message is, what you'd like to leave us with today. Um, yeah, and, and again, thank you. And it's uh, crimsoncircle.com. And uh, as we mentioned before, there's just uh, there's 10, 12 years worth of free materials on there. Uh, and you could just absorb yourself in them. And, uh, you know, we were very, very uh, clear about we're not trying to sell stuff, you know. We're not trying to push stuff at all. It's available for anyone who's awakening. Actually, we, we have a radio network called the Awakening Zone, all free, just so people have uh, feel they have access without having to buy anything or commit mm-hmm. to anything. It's so, so important. Uh, but CrimsonCircle.com, uh, we've been doing this now since uh, 1999, actually full-time since 2001. Neither of us come from uh, the spiritual metaphysical background, but boy, have we learned a lot in this time. And I would say my single uh, thing to say to people, and it's a tough one, but trust yourself because you are God also. Trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I guess I would like to add to that and just say you're never alone. And based on the fact that we travel the world and we get to meet people from every part of the planet, and there are many, many, many awakening humans. You are not alone ever in any way. And it, it's, it's an amazing time, and it is time to radiate and be who you are. I love it times you may feel like you're alone but you truly aren't you're and, not and there and shows like yours uh dr pat i mean beautiful because you're you're letting your radiance go out Absolutely. to people and you know we know what it's like to go through that dark night of the soul and literally and I'm, i don't mean to talk too long here but there comes a point in your awakening even when your spirit guides your uh you know spirit guides have to back away you have to do it on your own and it's it's you just feel totally empty. You may not even know that it occurred, but suddenly you're in darkness, and it's a tough time. But you're not alone. There are there there shows like yours. There's uh, the Crimson Circle website and a lot of other good spiritual content. I love it, and thank you both for doing what you do. Um, for for those of you out there that want to find out more about the Awakening Zone, go ahead to the website awakeningzone.com. You're going to see a lot of our friends there, Dr. Meg D. Wallace, and uh, I want to thank you both so much for joining the show today. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and please, I hope you'll come back. Thank Absolutely. you for having us. You're wonderful. We'll guarantee you. I love your energy. Oh, boy, what a great show. For those of you out there that haven't read the book, I'm going to mention it again. Live Your Divinity. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that uh, everyone out there knows the website to go to because it is really true. There's a lot of inspiration. Go to crimsoncircle.com. Uh, amazing website, a lot of information. There's a library on here. There's just tons. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. And, you know, the message that I'd like to leave everyone with is you truly are the miracle in life. And please, I hope you heard something today that will allow you to stand in that energy and vibration. 
and share that miracle, that miracle of who you are with the world. We'll see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, Make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in. TransformationTalkRadio.com Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 